Today's chat is brought to you by the support of all our Twitch subscribers. Through the patronage you provide the Focus Fire chat team through the Twitch platform, we are able to provide you with the weekly podcast as well as the website and other aspects of Focus Fire chat. If you have any interest in becoming a subscriber of the FFC and gaining access to some exclusive features over in the Discord server, please be sure to visit our Twitch account and click on the subscribe button. If you're an Amazon Prime member, remember that you do have a free subscription to Twitch every month that can be used for this. And for those of you who are already subscribers, thank you again for your generosity. You may have heard the whispers of guardians gathering in the shadows, exploring the mysteries of this world and the worlds which surround us. We are all in search of truth. Sometimes we need to focus that search. Focus that fire! And so we come together! Welcome to Focused Fire Chat! Welcome to Focused Fire Chat, recorded live on July 3rd, 2020, over on twitch.tv slash focusfirechat. As always, I want to give a big shout out to our live chat here with us tonight. Thank you so much for joining us once again. This week's episodes are going to be focused around exploring League of Legends, which is a departure from Destiny because we are going to go back to extra lore for this week. This particular episode will serve as what we have come to call the intro session of the week's exploration. Before we go any further, however, let's run through a quick introduction of who all we have with us on the show. I promise this time there is more than two of us. As always, this is your host, Blue Crew 86 And this is the earworm soothing viral transmission <laughs> creating viral lovely chicken. utterly devious do you have a random generator for these names like that like just spits no. out every oh, okay. it's like to figure out a way to like dome. play the song behind your intro is it like <laughs> but and last but definitely not least, in the hot seat as guest co-host and pretty much the person you're probably going to be listening to mostly the next couple episodes, we have our good friend Dancing Viru. Viru, how are you doing tonight, this afternoon? I can't. You're you're ahead of us, right? You're across the morning. Across the, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm in a in a, in a sci-fi world. Uh, ah, okay. Uh, how's how's tomorrow doing? It's uh, the Earth is actually is flat. Um, <gasps> uh, no, <laughs> um, uh, you know, I thought you. The, I thought this podcast could gain some some flat Earth believers as in, in the community. So. So, um, I saw talking about flat Earthers. I saw someone's. <laughs> oh my god, I love I love the the jokes, but someone had a picture of like the 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 guy that's like ah like freaking out and it's like the picture of a flat earther's face when he realizes that he's breathing in the atmo sphere green's like green's like i'm gonna i'm going to kill you <laughs> i'm just shaking I, my head <laughs> no, no you don't understand that's because the government the government made it that way oh, that yes. it looks like a sphere yes. but it's like no. My oh my god! I could I could we could, we could just put we could put League of Legends on the side and just talk about the hilarity that is flat Earth. By all means. This podcast is gonna be all about. Oh my god! It's flat. That is like one of my like guilty like pleasures is watching them just like try to defend themselves, and it's just like no, it's not it's not how that works, dude. But oh my god! Nights. Uh, uh, it is past. 5 a.m. <laughs> well, that's good. Um, 
at least yeah. not before 5 a.m. Yeah, I guess. Um, the thing is, uh, with the with the pandemic situation and the threshold between uh, allergy season and the, uh, mm-hmm. the summer heat, it's kind of difficult like especially with my autism i i can't remember when i i'm like walking through naps and not really sleep oh 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 yeah i've because, i've had stages of those those are, oh yeah because of the way my mind works no matter what happens how tired i am i always wake up over something after four hours oh. um and then initially after a few hours fall asleep again if Right. depending on time if i want to and uh yeah it's uh it's kind of weird experiencing the week instead of instead of its days you know <laughs> right yeah no i, I can only imagine <laughs> um i'm actually yeah. i'm sure i'm sure green's gonna have a couple questions for you here in a second but i wanted to lead off you know um where yeah. where can we find you on the internet i know most people who are familiar with our discord probably recognize you recognize your screen name at least um yep but where else where else can we find you so i have some i have started some paying theories and my only fans are going i'm just kidding um <laughs> uh, so yeah people can find me under like pretty much dancing Biru almost everywhere on twitter on youtube and yeah until recently on mixer as well but that's i'm gonna discontinue that um yeah, that's a thing and, right now, isn't it? Yeah. And on Twitch, I stream games every now and then. Um, used to be quite a lot of League of Legends. Right now, it's like a like a specific mode of it um, that we're going to get into, as well as uh, Magic the Gathering and uh, this this weird game called Destiny. I don't know if, mm-hmm. if your <laughs> listeners have heard of it. The it's, dead one? Uh, yeah, it's like yeah, it's. Uh, I heard that the games that are usually streamed the most are the dead ones, including the game that we're gonna talk about, obviously. Um, and Which also sits at the top of the directory ninety oh, percent of the time. Yeah, I was about to say I don't remember yeah. it ever not being at the like front page. Yeah, it's it's mostly I think because how like well-structured and developed its esports community is mm-hmm. and all the esports right. events. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, there was just one, like a like a, a spring cup or something that was still ongoing. Yeah, cool. Because, like, um, I mean, I remember, I remember when I first got, like, that's actually kind of how I got introduced into, like, the League of Legends, you know, hype train, basically, was um, the music and the the short mm-hmm. the cinematic shorts that they do for all their characters which are I, it's like yeah. it's up there with like overwatch quality in my opinion like I, and i'm sure some people yeah. are gonna get offended but like i mean it's amazingly well done um like their animation and then like how the uh the story and the narrative is carried from like se- literally from season to season there's developments within like the story within the champions and i i remember like mm-hmm. getting into like getting into the origin of these different champions and i have never played league of legends ever i have no interest mm-hmm. in playing league of legends cuz i don't i'm not a big fan of the of the the genre the the uh what's it called the 
it's not temple it's not a tower defense but it's the lane thing i don't i don't understand it uh we're gonna get into that yeah Uh, to me that makes no sense like i'm like (laughs) i don't know what i'm supposed to click but something blew up um but like (laughs) i remember like the music and then i remember watching the opening acts for um what was the the year i think it was a couple years ago when they did the arg uh headset with the dragon where they had the dragon that took over the the uh arena Uh, and i'm like you like it was insane how much like production value and how much work went into this just the opening act for this for this Mm -hmm. game like for it's it's a it's a video game you know competition basically um which for those who aren't like super invested in esports like myself i'm like oh this is actually really really super serious i never had like i just that to me doesn't those are two wires that never get really connected ever like i know logically that it's very big but i don't pay attention to things like that so yeah um does anyone know the band against the current yes i do mm-hmm. yeah the, the lead singer uh chrissy costanza she's a uh... She's in love with League of Legends, and there's been like multiple collaborations between them, including you know her singing on a uh, stage on the finales of a League of Legends nice. championship, and she also I, I can't remember if she still does, but she used to stream as well, um, uh, including in a in like one of her champion overalls. Uh, oh wow! And there's also another streamer, Nikki Taylor, who also uh, she's also a singer, and she's also been included in the events and uh, with her music. And if I remember correctly, one of the songs from Against the Current actually made it into the official soundtracks of League of Legends. Yes, uh, actually, because I believe that's how I actually found out about them. Was I was ah, okay. I was I was looking yeah. through. They actually have. I mean, like again, not something that's last I would normally. I, like not something I would normally associate with video games, but um, their mm-hmm. their competition songs are like the whatever the the theme song for that year, because uh, they had mm-hmm. Zed. Zed I think was like 2017 or 2016, and then um, they d- they did the mashup for the KDA thing, which a lot of people are familiar with. <laughs> Um, which is, is not a band, but it is a band. It was like a weird thing. Um, that was like, yeah. two, was that 18? Was that 2018 that they did that in? I, it was definitely before last year. Right. Um, right. Cause it was, yeah. it was the same year that they did. Um, Oh God, I just blanked on the, but yeah, I mean like the music actually, I've actually found artists from the opening mm-hmm. ceremonies watching of the League of Legends stuff, which is, which is interesting it's an interesting path to take to discover somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm curious, how long has League been around? Because I'd, I don't even know when it was originally released at this point, because it's always been there in my mind. Like It, it first hit the scenes in like 2009. Yeah. Yeah. 2009. Okay. So uh, it was a 11 years. What, yeah, okay. I mean, last year there was the 10-year anniversary stream. Right, that's right, that's right, okay. So, where, I, where they finally revealed um, all the other plans they had for their portfolio, uh, and also spin-off games. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so, so I think up until 2010 or 11, it was like in, in beta. 
okay. until the official launch. Um, so I got into League um, 2014, no, 15. Okay. Yeah, t- 2015. Because I remember 2014, I was with my friends, with my IRL friends, um, to Gamescom the first time, uh, 2014. And that was also the year when Destiny 1 was released. Mm-hmm. And that was mainly like one of my reasons uh, to go to Gamescom to like experience that like in, in a convention. It's also where I found out about my autism that autism and conventions do not go well together. Oh, um, yeah. What was also interesting was during Gamescom 2014. So we weren't into League of Legends yet, but there was like a big League of Legends event going on and we were actually kind of like impressed by it. it was like really like a huge deal and then at the beginning of 2015 like i remembered in february um uh like one of one of our friends like uh, got got me into league like then one by one we we tried it out and then, and then like for a whole year we've been playing it daily and at at first, looking at the law was really overwhelming. Okay. Uh, so I I just didn't do it and just enjoyed the gameplay. And as I learned more about the game, I realized there's been a lot of changes. Um, especially the if you have like if you Google like the the early pre-alpha or beta um, state of the game, especially you know like a screenshot, like an in-game screenshot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can see like the artistic differences to now. Now it's like it has like a unique uh, graphic style. Like it gains it. Gra- it uh, I'm sorry. Um, was yeah. the graphics originally similar to what Dota was, or did they completely shift from away from there really, really hard just because of the relation between the two? I believe so. Yeah, it definitely didn't look like it looked like generic. Okay. Definitely. And I don't know if uh, I haven't looked into Dota for quite some time. Maybe they've already had a an um, an artistic shift. Um, but yeah, like right now, um, the graphics of League of Legends has its own identity. And um, what's really impressive is um, in terms of gameplay and client, it's always been the same. There's been like continuously updated, and it is like. You can play it on on a toaster um, because it doesn't take much resources, and uh, yeah, it is uh, it is a very special game. I think if you want to trace back where the game came from, I think you can look almost back to Warcraft three. Um, yeah, because that's where Dota spawned from. Really, was yeah, it became well because it was. Warcraft three and then defense against defense of the ancients was like a derivative of Warcraft, but yeah, it was, it was like, the, a, like a standalone mod, right? Yeah, and then, and then yeah. they basically it was so successful that I think that's when because I think Dota Dota two is still around, but it's just not yeah. as fam- like most people aren't as familiar with it because Riot Games is just the Riot Games is the developer producer of league of legends and they're just yeah. i mean they're just really good at putting their product out where you know the average person will see it 
Um, mm-hmm. And that's, I, you know, I, I think that to me was like the thing that was kind of one of the nails in the coffin, if you will, for Dota was Riot Games just nailed the, the generation of hype for their product and they just know how yeah. to market. Really. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, I think maybe one of two of the original developers of Leak came from Dota. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, and I think Dota, um, it is still popular, uh, but I think mainly it's during the tournaments because mm-hmm. while the production value of League of Legends uh, esports scene is quite massive, um, I think Dota still ha- has the largest prize pool. Oh, okay. Um, that would make that would yeah. actually, yeah. Because I mean, Val, I think was it Valve backs Dota. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a yeah. Uh, it's an IP of Valve. Yeah, yeah. So that doesn't. Yeah. Um, to kind of go back to League of Legends, you know, kind of with the intro piece, especially. Um, yeah. you know, we usually try to do what what we refer to as the cocktail knowledge of stuff. Um, I know. Mm-hmm. So, like the big thing with League, right? is it has a, it has a narrative and it's actually you kind of mentioned this it's a very actually very vast narrative um so mm-hmm. and the part and part of the reason is that as far as i understand there is not a central character like i think was mm-hmm. in Jan- this january there's registered over 148 champions which uh, champions are the basically the player characters that you, yeah, you control um... The playable characters, yeah. Right. Yeah. And so there, there's over 140 of them, and each one of them, they, correct me here, but they all have their own narrative, right? Yes. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, sorry. I'm a, like, yeah. They, and 140 characters. No, I'm just thinking, not even from a narrative perspective, like the uniqueness of each character and yeah. how they perform so they, and how you balance out a team must be well and actually that's ridiculous. where it's ingenious because each of the characters like mm-hmm. they're not they're not cookie cutter into specific archetypes but there's like i think there's five, five or six archetypes and the archetypes are very like you'll have like you'll have a champ my understanding is you'll have a champion that could transcend like two archetypes i don't know if there there might be a couple that do more but like archetypes Mm -hmm. are really are really specialized like you have an archetype that is literally a glass cannon um and i i think we can we can definitely get into the archetypes like within the advanced episode because i think that's going to be really more about gameplay but yeah like that's that's Mm -hmm. the like ingenious thing that league and dota and all these type of games they really do have is that even though you have over 140 characters to choose from in yeah. reality you're you're really choosing eight like you're you're choosing an archetype to play and that's where the lane like when you start looking at maps and stuff like that that's where the lanes start coming in play because if you go on the top lane or mid lane or bottom or was bot lane I think is the bottom one yeah yeah bot, bottom bot lane um, yeah, yeah. those those are geared to specific archetypes um, and then like there's like the jungle I think it's jungle which is the the area between the lane like it's there's strategies mm, yeah. that are just I, I I got lost and my head started hurting when I was <laughs> reading all these different lane strategies that you can that you can do and then like you know, with league there's there's various buffs and debuffs that you can get within mm-hmm. the game and stuff like that it's it's really it's really actually really interesting but the yeah. the reason why it's the narrative is just like massive is because each one of them has their origin story um up until 
I guess that kind of transcends into the next thing is like the the two settings really that exist up until the mm-hmm. reboot that happened in 2014 all of these narratives were actually cohesive with each other and they were all and and the cool thing that I like about the original setting when I was reading it is that the original setting which was the 2009 to 2014 gameplay was the narrative actually not only was extremely cohesive it actually explained the game mechanics within the narrative. It was canonical mm-hmm. for the players to be in game. It was like Magic the Gathering, basically. The players who yeah, were yeah, who were uh, fighting were referred to as summoners. Um, yeah. Now exactly, with yeah. with the reboot, the summoner like the summoner logic is still like that is still there, but the focus has shifted away from the Institute of War and the Summoners, which we'll probably get into a little bit, but it's shifted yeah. away from them. And actually the reboot focuses almost exclusively on the champions. Problem with the mm-hmm. reboot is, is that now the narrative does not, it, it's, it's not cohesive with gameplay. Gameplay is separate from the narrative, which is, yeah. it makes sense, but it's also kind of sad because I'm like, oh, well, that means like, because I could see like in the original setting, like, you know, a champion wins and you see this within mm-hmm. like the champion, the um, the earlier championships, like you'll have like the character sitting on the throne, but it's actually the champion that he was playing or she was playing like that mm-hmm, champion yeah. became the most powerful character or per, uh, figure in the game world. And it's just like that was really cool to see that that um, cohesion between what was actually happening and what was like in re- in reality plus what was happening in the game world. I thought that was really cool. You guys had like this um, this sub series of uh, let's chat episodes regarding game design. You had mm-hmm. one about genres mm-hmm. um, because this is something that I always had to wrap my head around every time I, I encounter a new game and especially with complex games like League of Legends because I find these kind of things really mentally stimulating but what I realized uh, when engaging with the community there's like so much like uh, different and contradicting terminologies used to dis- uh, describe games um, so in the community it's obviously largely known as a MOBA uh, a multiplayer online battle arena. I think Riot Games calls it an action strategy, which uh, I, I can see why. So w- what I like to call for myself is an isometric action RPG MOBA. Um, isometrics uh, referring to the camera perspective. So um, it's like a, a, a between bird's eye view and a third person in a sense, where the camera is like, slightly tilted from bird's eye view so so you can still see you know building structure like on the sides mm-hmm. and um it's also the camera is static uh you cannot move uh i believe uh diablo has that yeah yes uh yeah i guess that's where riot games call is calls it an action strategy because in, in like the typical strategy games you have your mouse um like with the cursor, you control the, your units and you move them by clicking on the direction you want them to go, um, on the specific location you want them to go, and that's how you control like uh, the champions uh, in the game. And another strategy aspect is obviously to destroy structures. 
Mm-hmm. But, but outside of that, there's nothing in common with strategy games because in strategy games you will still build you build structures, so which you don't do here. Um, you have your more um, League of Legends has more in common with uh, the formula of um, action RPG that okay. is um, like boxed into a into a MOBA. And as you as you said earlier, Blue, the idea of the, what the player is um, in League of Legends, we are all summoners. Mm-hmm. And we basically summon these champions from a different world. Uh, obviously, we're in Terra in most cases. I'm going to say why it's in most cases at the end of the advanced <laughs> session. Right, um, right, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and this is something where... Um, so I wasn't aware of like a major reboot happening um it looks like there's been multiples of like minor and major rewriting of the structure oh Um, yeah that kind of makes sense yeah and i think they've been consistent since they actually curated this sub page um dedicated to its universe the universe.leagueoflegends.com uh since the creation of that it's been um consistent and um they also released a book which i don't have but that book apparently has the official timeline now okay which which is still kind of contradicting a few stuff in the law but um i get into the advanced session into that because uh, these might be artificially constructed loopholes like purposefully constructed loopholes um because it's interesting that you mentioned a reboot because i believe up until that reboot even like us summoners were actually um had a like integral part into the story now they seem to be like removed right yeah that was Um, my my understanding was that like the the entire point was Valor, uh, Valorin was under the Institute of War, and they used the Institute of War to settle disputes and entertain the masses. And so that's where like yeah. summoners were like basically the summoners were basically the gladiators of the Institute of War, which was also which is where the League of Legends name comes from. The Institute of War is called the League of Legends. Um, mm-hmm. And so they would use summoners to settle disputes between different groups, countries, what what have you. But then they would also use them to do entertainment events, like you know, competitions once a year that conveniently fell mm-hmm. along lines of reality. Like it was, they used mm-hmm. like I, I I really liked how they kind of like explained everything that was happening through a canonical like in game lore. I thought that was really kind of cool. So here's mm-hmm. my question to kind of tie us back into the story a little bit more is how do the individual summoners become a part of the League of Legends? Like in you mentioned gladi- uh, gladiators and those were mm-hmm. enslaved. But with these guys, is it the same concept or is there a um, like a pool, a winning pool? Like, is it a enslavement like gladiators or is it does it have something mm-hmm. different going on? So yeah, that's that's like an interesting and unfortunately a conflicting question. Um because 
so when I got in, so I never like properly into the law. Um, I like every now and then I read a few things when uh, when I was interested in a champion because obviously these visual themes are very cool. Um, and so every now and then I read something, and uh, up until like like last year maybe, mm-hmm. and um. And then, like at the at the beginning of this year, when I read again, uh, none of that is there anymore. Like the 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 deal about summoners being gladiators and Valoran, uh, yeah, none of that is there anymore. Um, like up until that point, like uh, I still remember reading about that the summoners might have been like a descendant of like very ancient war, which. I also can't find anything about it anymore in the in the official subpage, um, and it is quite possible that um, that they have like something different in mind that might connect back to the original narrative um, meaning, um, because so far with the concept of um, especially now that they recently teased. Um, the idea that League of Legends now actually is is a part of a multiverse. Um, there's there's still like some some ways for like summoners to get like to to actually get back into the story. Um, but yeah, uh, with that original meaning and um, with what we're doing now, that does tie like to the genre of MOBA uh, multiplayer online battle arena and. It used to have three different modes. One of them is the um, the, the the classic, the the main one, so to speak, the, the Summoner's Rift, um, which is the five uh, five v five modes. Um, to my understanding, mobas are usually always always on the same map, depending on the mode. Like if there are multiple modes, each mode usually has like its separate its separate map, but it's not like the classical multiplayer games where you have a rotation of different maps. Um, it's always the same map, and I think that's how that's why they're quite prominent in the esports scene um, because the consistency. it's consistency. Yeah, the consistency and the and it's a it's an easy onboarding experience, and um, you have. Um, in the context of uh, MOBA in League of Legends. You have that map, Summoner's Rift for five v five. It's symmetrical, mm-hmm. um, and it, like the the game decides uh, which side you uh, you your team's gonna be. Like you either bottom left or, or top right, and you you basically like play like diagonally, and um, with the three lanes that um, Blue mentioned earlier. Um, we have the the top lane, the, uh, the middle lane, and the bottom lane. The mid lane, you can actually get like the quickest to the other side, um, which which does affect the gameplay and how uh, how it affects you know the, the momentum of the team play and and such. Mm-hmm. And um, the champions that you summon from Runeterra or others. Um, they are like classified in like there are like six classification like six classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with the classification. Uh, I'm gonna tell you right now why. Um, 
So these six classes are fighter, marksman, mage, assassin, tank, and support. Um, my, the problem I have with these classification is like some describe the way they fight, while others rather describe um, the effects of their mechanics. And um, it's a uh, they did like Riot Games did um, like acknowledge that and mention that they they will do like a rework of classes of a, a rework of classifications to to make it easier for the player to understand like what kind of champions um is there only a certain am- I'm yeah. sorry I was just going to ask if there's a certain amount of each class that you can have per round or could you have an entire match of fighters I know it probably wouldn't strategy wise uh, be a good idea to do that but I just remember Overwatch b- being kind of like the closest approximation to how they have classes now mm-hmm. um, you used to be able to play all uh, like uh, sniper type character or the the precision shot and it was mm-hmm. just a meme then I don't know if that's still available in League as well mm-hmm. um, technically yes you could do this. There's no limitations to that. Okay. Um, what um, What's also important to note here is uh, a lot of champions have double classes. Like they have a primary class and a secondary class. Mm-hmm. Um, like quite a lot of supports. Like support champions are also mages. There are also tank supports. Uh, most tanks are also fighters. Um, they're like mage assassins. Uh, marksman assassin and you know all these like variations um which like usually reflects the the ability they have um so when you have like a when you have like a group of uh, five people or you get a matchmate with with other four um you usually go into the matchmaking by selecting a role um I can remember, I think originally the game did not specify roles. This is something that the developers like just embraced how the community interacted with it. Um, I think a good comparison is what Bungie did with with Gambit in uh, Season of the Drifter with Mm -hmm. the with the role specific armors and, and, and the perks. Um, which basically came to be by observing how the community played Gambit. And these roles are, like, specified. Um, they are in relation to, like, which which lane you play. Uh, and also, you know, as Blue mentioned earlier, the jungle that is basically um, the, the wilderness in between the lanes. And um, you have a top one top laner, uh, one mid laner, um, one jungler and taking it two bot laners. Um, and among these two, uh, one of them is usually the, um, is the support. And I'm going to tell in a second why, why there's two in bot lane. Uh, another role that's been, I can't remember if that's already like specified in the game or if that's something from the community, the terminology ADC. Uh, which means like, attack damage carry. Um, so in the game, champions obviously have stats. Um, you can the way you attack is if you just right click an enemy unit, 
you like um, basic attack them. Um, you auto attack them with your basic attacks, depending on like what the character is and its classification. This can be like melee attacks with its swords or fists, or like ranged attacks. And um, that attack has a stat uh, had a, uh, just called attack damage. The higher the attack damage, um, the more damage you deal with your basic attacks uh, by just right clicking. And so, so like you don't have to aim. That's like the the basic attack move you can do uh, in the game. And there are like um, there are champions that are dedicated to that stat. And usually, it's those kind of champions that make it into the uh, into uh, bot lane. And in the mid lane, it's usually like. Um, in mid lane, they're usually champions that have like high burst of damage, usually the mages and or assassins. Um, assassins have like high mobility. They have uh, like usual abilities where you like engage and quickly disengage out of the battle. And um, the reason why they're usually in mid lane is because that's the lane where you can like where you get to the enemy base uh, the quickest. And like. And uh, from mid to late game, that's where usually the entire team gathers. Um, and uh, the top laners, yes, the top laners usually like very isolated. And because he's isolated, it's usually a tank that you pick for the top lane, um, or someone with otherwise like a very sustained damage, uh, so so that the top lane can like uh, just like be by themselves uh, without much of a help and um the goal of the of the game is you have an uh, a main structure in the enemy base called the nexus uh the goal is to destroy that and as soon as you've destroyed it you basically won now the game does not let you like just automatically like walk towards it and destroy it there are like other structures in like across the um, the lanes uh, and each structure uh, that is uh, that is standing in front needs to be destroyed first. Um, in each lane, you have these uh, towers that will automatically shoot at the enemy units. Mm-hmm. Um, these needs to be destroyed uh, until until yeah until the nexus is free to demolish. And um, the nexus does something to the game. It generates, um, uh, I think they're actually officially called minions. Um, I actually can't remember why they're called minions. So if, um, I, I'm assuming that's like uh, another thing that the community just embraced as a word and then it made it official. Are um, they kind of the, the grunts are the ones where you just farm them? or? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So these, uh, these are the PVE ones. Okay. Um, and they all spawn simultaneously for each lane. It's always like a group of, I believe, like six, seven uh, of different type of minions, like sword minions and caster minions. Uh, and sometimes, like I think every second or every third wave, there's also cannon minions. Um, and they can like only do like basic attacks and they do like minimal damage. And they all spawn simultaneously from the enemy nexus as well as your nexus, and they all like simultaneously walk to each of their lane. 
and until they collide with the uh, uh, with the other team's wave. And essentially, your goal in the game, like in order to like in order to destroy the structures and um, destroy the nexus, you obviously have to become stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, the game has a level system uh, for each game. Uh, you start with level one, obviously. Um, the maximum is level eighteen, and you have an XP bar um, every time you kill something. You gain XP as well as gold. Um, and what's important with gold is um, that's like actually the main reason why you have these minions to to farm, as you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's important here is, and that's the, uh, that's where the the first skill comes that you're gonna learn when you go into the game: the ability to last hit minions. Because you're not the only one who hits them, the your like your friendly minions hits them automatically. You don't have any control over that. Okay. Um, but you have to be the one who does the last hit in order to get the kill and and the gold. Otherwise, it's it's wasted. Um, I see. And obviously, it, yeah. I'm sorry. Does it build help build um, any of your cooldowns to get kills? Is it is it like building super energy almost, or, um, or no? Like uh, what it does is you have in your base an item shop, mm-hmm. and this is where the action RPG aspect has, a, has an, uh, an influence in it. Um, there are a plethora of items you can buy, and these are all to like build up your stats and also to gain some like special traits and perks. Um, it's like I think the best way to describe it is imagine destiny, but you don't have any weapons. Like uh, you have like a. F- like basic weapons at the start of an activity and throughout the activity is where you gain other weapons and can and mods and like experiment with them until until the activity is over um while you have like your champion with its own unique um, abilities that are always always um, already set in each game is always the same with the itemization you can like have a unique gameplay experience each match um Obviously, you um, you can upgrade your items. Um, if you buy, every item starts with like the the first tier. Like I call it the ingredient items. They provide like some minor bonuses. Uh, and as you play, as you gain gold, you can upgrade them. Um, you have like an item, uh, like an item uh, UI where it also shows like the building path of items. Where it shows like uh, how you uh, like which other items you have to build to to uh, buy a second tier item and then a third tier item and uh, initially in the end game uh, by the time your champion is level eighteen you want all your uh, items to be like in the last tier mm-hmm. but yeah like the itemization is what gives like each match uh, of League of Legends uh, its uniqueness because while um, I'm for example a player who's like I like to like main like a handful of champions uh, I'm actually quite fine with just a handful uh, of champions and just like usually play with the with the same champions um, I'm also mainly a support um, 
Support but, class, best class. Hell yeah. Um, you know, the, the thing, the reason why I always play support is because I suck and uh, at, at 1v1s and uh, healing healing uh, friendly teammates is easy because you don't have to aim stuff. So. <laughs> you have more targets and there's less pressure. Why wouldn't you go that way? Yes, and I and I won't hurt my teammates. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> um, one of the reasons why I took a, quite a break from League of Legends is if you're evenly matched. <laughs> Uh, and especially if you're evenly matched and both teams make mistakes and can't take advantage of the other team's mistakes, the game can go from 50 minutes to an hour. <laughs> Wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. I had to unmute for that. 50 minutes to an hour? Yeah, okay. when both... Mistakes were, evenly... <laughs> Mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. When when both teams are so even, but also can't take advantage of the enemy team's mistakes, then the game can go. I mean, there's technically no limit. Like there's no time limit. Um, and yeah, like my friends and I, we we had a game where it was. Over an hour, and we plan to do more matches. But after that, an hour plus game, uh, we're done for today. Um, because, yeah, if you're, if you're, I don't know if, if lucky is the right word, if you get matched with a complete uneven team, like way below your level, mm-hmm. uh, the game can be done in 15 to 20 minutes. Um, and usually, um, you're, like you can be quite happy with like a thirty-minute game, because thirty-minute games are usually the ones that can go like either way, and the victory is also satisfying, and as well as the defeat makes sense. And uh, while anything after thirty minutes, like like up from forty minutes to an hour, can be quite frustrating, and even the victory. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's why I don't play ranked because that's a whole different hellscape. Um, <laughs> so is that what happens in tournament settings? They just go on and on and on, or is it a um, little bit more wider than? So depending on the phases of the tournaments and the stages, um, you either have you either have a best of three or a best of five. Um and yeah, the it can be quite long. Like usually, especially in the, I think once you reach the quarterfinal segment, uh, or semifinal, that's where you only have like like one official encounter per day. Uh huh. Because of the um different um because it's a best of five and uh. Uh, these matches can go yeah quite long and and yeah esport games especially since it is very competitive like um, and very like they're all pro players um they're at least thirty minutes okay uh, and that's that's about normal for like a lot of esports matches that I've seen yeah but um, yeah as as um as you go towards the end of the official tournaments the game can go longer. Okay. Like much longer, and that's where so so 
Riot Games has has its own like uh, in game uh, like on their side uh, like a a viewer mode that we get to experience as a viewer on on stream and they have like all these tools where they can also like uh, skip back in time to like repeat what just happened uh, and then nowadays they also even have tools to like draw things on on uh, on that like to to like focus like um, on which champion to to look at um to to rewatch a scene that just happened like usually it's and the highlights are usually when team fights are happening and the laning phase is over everyone has like um the the items they've built like the, the main items and uh-huh. they're they're ready to like walk through the mid lane to get to the enemy team as quickly as possible and that's where the highlight happens where you can that's where the um tactical decisions and uh your like 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 your reactionary skills um come into place and that's also where your uh your chosen classes and abilities like um come to come to fruition and um where you get to shine uh because tanks obviously you want them in, in the front line and and obviously in turn you don't want to waste your abilities and your attacks on a on a enemy tank uh because your your abilities after using them they will be put on cooldown for a few seconds um and then you have your assassin who can flank the enemy team by taking a different route and usually the assassin wants to um wants to kill uh the enemy's ADC the attack damage carry who is usually the marksman because they can just stay behind and just they do the highest amount of basic attack damage and they are protected usually by by a supporter um, who can either enchant their attacks or like heal them. And uh, marksman is like all your typical like ranger, like whether it's um, a crossbow or like um, like a longbow. Uh, a sniper rifle, uh, spears made of souls, you know, your usual ranged items. Um, um, now, I mentioned there's, there's a jungle. Um, the jungle, is, this is a very special thing, and it's been, like, reworked over time, uh, every now and then. Um, uh, that's the role of the jungler, and he has a different experience than the laners. What the jungler does is he goes to like clear like little camps of of monsters. Uh, that's how he gains uh, XP uh, XP and gold. But also, he uh, when he clears these monsters, he get like a he gets like a buff, and then uh, what the jungler usually does is to then gank lanes to help out your laners and then go back to another jungle camp. And as I mentioned, the map is symmetrical, so any aspect of jungle is also symmetrical and, and looks the same on the opposite side, uh, as well as the the monsters. Like, uh, there are always, like, two variations of the same, like, in, in each of the opposite sides. And um, except for two to three, and this is where I'm going to explain why the bot lane gets to have uh, two champions as far as I know, um, based on what, what, what I what I've read. Um, so in the in 
in the bottom side of, of the jungle, there's like a pit, a dragon pit. At some point, a dragon's going to spawn. And there's no, there's no second dragon on the upper side of, of the um, of the jungle. Um, and that dragon can give you like a major bonus. And the more you like, the more dragons you like, these going to respawn with like different types of dragons. And the more dragons your team has cleared, um, the more like like stackable bonus they're going to have. And it used to be like just like the same dragon over and over again. Now we have elemental dragons that will take turns in spawning in the dragon pit. Um, we have the, the mountain dragon, uh, the ocean dragon, um, cloud dragon, and, uh, and the fire dragon. And they each get, get like a different bonus. So whether it's like your ability power or like your health or, um, or like your mobility and they have stackable bonuses. And um, because that dragon is kind of like a mini boss, like a PvE mini boss, and is in the bot side of jungle, that's why the bot lane needs a, a second champion. And that's why that the meta has shifted like like years ago into the bot lane having the, the support champion. So that when the jungle needs help for the dragon, um, for the dragon clear, uh, you can ask uh, the two bot laners, and the more champions, the quicker he can clear the dragon. And it doesn't matter who, um, which one of your team gets the last kill. Uh, I mean, outside of the girl, of the gold you're gonna get, but all your teammates gonna get the the dragon bonus. Now. I, I forgot to mention something earlier. How do support champions earn gold? Because we support uh, players, we don't get to farm minions. Instead, at the beginning of the game in the item shop, there is a, a gold income item that we specifically buy. And they're like, uh, basically, there are two variations. Either you get like a small amount of gold every time you hit an enemy champion. Or, or you um, help your um, lane partner by getting, like, by executing minions, and by doing so, um, uh, you basically share. I mean, it's not actually sharing. You basically copy the, the gold earning. Like, uh, your lane partner gets the gold as well as you, as long as you uh, you are the one who executes a minion. But you cannot like. You cannot always do that. You always have like three charges, like up to three charges of these minion executions, um, which will like recharge over time. And that's how we support gain uh, our gold. And um, in the late game, once gold doesn't really matter, once we have all our, our um, major item builds, uh it will get to a point where even the support champion might want to sell their gold item and buy an actual item and maybe even help with damaging and killing. Because once the game is like in the end game, it doesn't matter if uh, if the support champion gets some kills. Um, but yeah, like that's like basically the economy. That's how you how you get stronger in order to like push forward. Um, Obviously, it is a PvP, like champions killing other champions. But the main op- uh, the main object is to destroy structures and to move forward until you destroy the nexus. Um, the the game also has like an optional like 
PvE boss battle segment that depending on if you need it, you can do, but the enemy team has access to that as well. And that's, um, when I mentioned the dragon, I said uh, it doesn't have like the, it is mirrored in, uh, in the, on the map, but there is a, a pit on the other side and that's, um, that's where the Baron is. It's like, the Baron is like a, um, like a Hydra-like creature, very large. Um, it is not advised to fight him at the beginning, um, but he ge- he gets like a very powerful bonus. Um, when your team gets to kill the Baron, um, you can like you are like slightly empowered with your attacks. But the, the most important thing is um, when you walk with your minion waves to like uh, to like destroy the enemy structures. Um, uh-huh. All your minions they they are enlarged. Uh, and also, um, like that, their attacks are much much stronger. And uh, as long as you're like in the in the surroundings, like in the radius, they they are empowered and uh, deal much more damage. And that's usually important when when you like matched against an even team, and you need the Baron bonus to to turn the tides, you know, mm-hmm. and things like that. Um yeah, so, so so that's like basically the the gameplay um, yeah. aspect of things, and each is one important thing. Um, so each champion, so the the typical formula is each champion has four abilities and one passive ability. Um, okay. Out of these four abilities, um, one is obviously the the ultimate, um, and these abilities are on the keyboard. It's the Q W E R. R is the the ultimate. Um, I think some like like Overwatch players who got in, uh, got into League they obviously rebind that to Q with Q being the ultimate because that's how it is on on the PC. Um, and yeah, that's I said that's the typical formula. Um, some champions. Uh, it's also, you know, depending on on their lore. Um, they don't necessarily have, like, your typical ultimates. That, like, some have instead just, like, four basic abilities instead. Um, some have um, this... Some can, like, morph into another creature. Uh, like, uh, some are shapeshifters. And so their ultimate is basically to, like, shift shapes. And once once they do that... Or shift modes to like to like um, generalize it. Uh, once they do that, they have a different set of three abilities, and then they can hit uh, ultimate again to change back. And and one, for example, uh, Karma, so one of the champions I play as a support. She has when the game starts, she already has her ultimate unlocked. Because the thing is, you have to unlock your abilities as you level up. Every time you level up, the game tells you like which ability you want to unlock. And once you unlock them, you also level them up. Yeah, like your abilities, you can level them up up to three to four times, I believe. And leveling up basically means um, each time you level up, uh, your ability deals more damage um, and or decreased cooldown. Uh, but as well as increased mana cost. Um, each champion has a resource bar next to the health bar. Uh, it's mostly mana, 
And basically, when you use your abilities, um, they cost mana, uh, which will automatically start regenerating, but very slowly, unless you build items towards mana, like faster mana regeneration, then you can like spam your abilities, basically. Um, well, spamming, you you don't like stagnate with your mana. You also have to consider the cooldown reduction, for which there are also items to build. Um, if you want to, like, uh, you know, together with mana items to, like, just spam your abilities. And, um, and, yeah, these abilities, these are, like, these can be projectiles, like linear projectiles for which you have to aim with your mouse, like with your cursor. Uh, um, ultimates can, they can usually be, like, global, like they have a global reach and you can, like, just click on something. Or it's like an, uh, as I mentioned, like an empowering state, or like changing modes, um, or like a usually a one-shot skill shot attack. And um, the champion I just mentioned, Karma, she has her ultimate already available at at uh, at level one, and I get to like unlock another ability. And because her her ultimate is basically to give me the option of an empowered. Uh, one of the three empowered abilities, like for the for the three basic ones. So I hit I hit R, I hit ultimate. Then within a few seconds, I have to decide which empowered ability I want to use. Um, and you have like similar outliers where instead of an ultimate, you have like something different in place. And obviously, when you think about it, a champion who instead of an ultimate changes modes to have like three different set of abilities has technically instead six abilities in terms of mechanics it is quite it is quite a sandboxy as as destiny is with with mechanics um like there's like i haven't seen like um like a limit in the creativity and i think that's the that's the appeal of uh, playing league of legends mm-hmm. well um, and i mean so like really yeah. quick to jump in there like i think that's yeah. probably a good a good part to to segue into the advanced session because i think mm-hmm. yep. one of the things one of the things you mentioned right is like knowing knowing the game mechanics is a great way to then really appreciate the story the story yeah. i i, I want to say story mechanics because that makes total yeah, sense yeah, in yeah. my head but that's not the right way of saying that but the narrative right um yeah yeah, yeah. So let's, design. Yeah, so let's let's do a quick round of intro shout outs and then for the stream yeah. here we'll we'll jump we're gonna we'll take a quick break and then jump into the advanced session. For those listening to the podcast, you gotta wait a couple of days. Sorry you weren't at the live stream. Um <laughs> but so for the intro session, do you have any shout outs for us for just real quick? Uh yeah, actually let me have a little look. Uh oh, there she is. I want to shout out a developer at Riot Games. Um, she is a senior game designer at Riot Games. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure she is working like uh, in League. Um, it's like I think a few things shifted since Valorant came out. Um, but yeah, shout out to Katie Katie Caronis. I think that's how you how you pronounce that name. Like K Caronis. Uh, um, because K- Katie is also a Destiny player. Nice. Um, she had a she had a very funny tweet the other day. 
where she says something along the lines of that destiny weapon names and anime song titles have the same energy. <laughs> and it's funny because it's so true. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it's, it is. I'm going to like at the beginning of the advanced session, I'm going to like, there are actually quite some bridges between destiny and League of Legends you might not be aware of, uh, which I'm going to. Oh, that's cool. like yeah. Start with for the for the storytelling aspect, but yeah, that's that's where my shout out goes. Cool, Green. What about you? My shout out goes to you, Blue, and Orchid for coming up with the most brilliant <laughs> accidental try to annoy Green. That Green then turns to annoy everybody because if I have to suffer. All of you have to You're suffer. You're all insufferable. <laughs> You're all insufferable. Uh, so it's shoutouts to you two. And shoutouts for Viru for putting in so much into this episode. And I'm sure we're going to hear a lot more about it. You did a ton of work. And I know that was kind of a... Uh, it's been it's been rough lately. And I appreciate you more than you know for wanting to hop on and help us out with it. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you. Blue? Uh just really a shout out to Green and Orchid for putting up with the the idea. Like I, I remember when Green first said the throwaway comment for the stupid song. I was like, Oh, it's like this. And then Orchid messaged me, she's like, You need to do it. You need to do it this way, and I'll write the lyrics for you. <laughs> so then it was like it just it snowballed quickly. Good. <laughs> But no, really, really big thanks for, for for those two putting up with the randomness that is that is our our brains at sometimes. But um, <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, watching you know, we you know watching the comments have made has made my has made my day. But but as always, I want to thank you for your time. And until next time, remember: with wisdom we conquer. Stand strong, stand tall, and keep exploring. With that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend your evening with us. If you'd like to join us for the live streaming of the episodes, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash focusedfirechat. Links to all our episode archives can be found at www.thelorenetwork.com. Please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any comments and or questions for the team concerning the podcast, and let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback and a rating over on iTunes as well. So until next time, focus your fire, and may your light shine bright.